welcome back to Real Talk with the Inspired Butterfly. I'm your hostess, Kimberly Biggs-Jordan, and I'm excited to open up Women's History Month with a special, special guest each week. This will be the first time we are having an episode air each week, and the episodes will air on Sunday. But this is a special time for women, and I want to bring powerful women in to help me inspire you, empower you, and shower you with the kind of love and compassion only women can give to one another. So, our focus is going to be on inspiration and inspiring one another all month long. We're going to see how women can be such an inspiration to one another just by being who we are. So, last episode I asked you ladies to get some post-it notes. I asked you to get a Sharpie and a poster board so we can start our positive affirmations board. Now, what I would like you to do today is write down anything positive that you hear that resonates with you. Anything that you want to put on your board that you will go back to and look at later on. That's the whole objective, is to get those affirmations down and read them over and over and over, kind of like programming yourself. And basically, that's what you're doing. So lastly, before we get started with my guest, so I'm so excited to have, we are going to have a contest. And a lucky winner will be chosen randomly and announced on our last episode of the month. Now you'll have four chances to enter the contest and you'll have four power words that you're going to enter. Okay, here's how it's gonna go. You can enter the contest by sending an email to kbjrealtalk at gmail.com. Now that's K, Kim, Biggs, Jordan, realtalk at gmail.com and what I would like for you to do is put your name in the email put the power word in the email and your phone number so we can contact you in case you are one of the winners now when you enter this contest I gotta tell you you will be subscribing to my podcast and I think that's a good thing because you don't want to miss out on all the the women that are going to be on here this month that are going to tell you some powerful things to help you as a woman and then in turn you can help someone else okay so through somewhere in this episode i'm going to say the power word is and then i will tell you what the power word is and make sure you write it down okay so without further ado i would like to introduce my guest brenda kress i will tell you but I'm going to let Brenda tell you about herself. But I want to tell you that I consider her a mentor, a sister, and an amazing woman who has been such a positive influence in my life. I trust her with my heart, and she ministers to my soul in her own special way. So please welcome Brenda Kress of Just Imagine. Kim, how am I supposed to go on after that? Oh my gosh. Because I can say the same thing about you. Um, 
I'm so excited that you invited me here to talk a little bit about who I am and what I do and how we women can each impact each other. And I have a special little story about you that I will share today too. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But first, I tell you a little bit about how I came to be sitting in this seat right now and with my company's name, Just Imagine, which is really important to me. But way back when, I won't say how old I am, but when my children were young and I wanted to go back to work, I didn't necessarily want to leave them at home. So I had a business partner and we started a home-based association management company. And that was back before there weren't home-based. We didn't have an internet. My cell phone was in a big box that I carried on a strap over my shoulder. Um, fax machine had just come out, so we did have faxing, but there was no emailing and, and video calling and things that we have today. But my partner, um, I grew up with her kids in Jackson, Amateur County, and her name was Barbara Bennett Stewart. So we named our company the Stewart Crest Company. And so the funny thing is when we would go on business travels, we'd take our husbands with us. And automatically when we were in meetings or receptions or dinners, people would come up and talk to the guys as if they were Stuart Crest. Kind of like if you remember Remington Steele. <laughs> so we've come a long way, baby. Um, so we, we did an association management company and then um, my partner retired and subsequently passed away. So at some point I thought, you know, I need to rebrand myself. And imagination is like my, my gig. That's, that's how I deal with life. That's how I, I dance through life is with all things having to do with imagination. So I had some girlfriends over and we just did some dreaming and came up with the name Just Imagine. So that's where I am today. I still do association management. Um, stepping back a little bit and doing more project-based things. Um, what I like to do is I like to mentor. I like to work with small groups that are struggling to find themselves, kind of like our inspired butterfly here, right? Getting those out of the cocoon into being their own butterfly. That's what I love to do, is just to help hold somebody's hand, whether it's an organization or a person, while they create the life or the organization or the nonprofit that they want to have. So business-wise, that's kind of where I'm at. And um, yeah, and so constantly kind of rebranding myself and remaking myself and what offerings I give. But um, yeah, my heart really lies in nonprofit for the most part. And um, that's pretty much all about me. Okay, so I know that you're involved with a lot of work that's surrounding compassion. Um, what are you doing in that area and why do you do all that you do with, with compassion? Well, compassion, um, so the tagline in my company is um, compassion, conversation and connection, I think. <laughs> and COVID's kind of worn on my brain a little bit. But compassion to me is kind of like the, um, the grease that keeps the motor going. So for me, having worked so much in nonprofits, which is all about service to others, I really had to look into what does compassion mean? You know, we, I've grown up with the word nice, be nice, be nice. You know, what does that mean, right? And the difference between kindness and niceness and then compassion. 
And so um, through some different organizations, I was just drawn into a lot of the compassion work. I will be very honest, when COVID hit and we all went into lockdown, I really pulled everything back um, to myself and I didn't stay as involved in things. And you know why? Because that's called self-compassion. Um, I don't necessarily think we have a compassion issue so much as we have a self-compassion issue. Um, we, uh, and Kim, you can probably relate, my girlfriend, um, we give so much, that's our tendency, that's how we want to serve, that we forget to serve ourselves first. You know, whenever I do any kind of training on self-compassion, I always use the example, well-used example, but example being on an airplane, when they talk about your mask and when they drop down, you're always told to put yours on first. Then you can help others. So compassion is really important to me because it's, it again goes to that it's that partnership it's that um it's your it's your compass it's your guiding compass and your passion and it's traveling with someone into places that um might be real hard to go by yourself so um i've been involved with um the compassion movement um not as like i said not as involved now but i'm a starter I like to start, I like to be at the ground floor, I like to see people empowered, and then I'll move on to my next project. And um, But compassion will always stay with me, so. Oh, okay. Um, well, let me ask you this. So, was there any special woman in your life, past or present, or even someone in history that you kind of gravitated towards that taught you about compassion and self-compassion? Wow. Um, you know, historically speaking, it's interesting. I was thinking about this this morning. Helen Keller popped into my head and um, Anne Frank, you know, um, they had a really strong influence on me when I was young. And as I was thinking about Helen Keller this morning, I thought, ooh, I'm going to refresh myself of all the wonderful things she's done now. But that is compassion and self-compassion. Both of those um, women in history, taking care of themselves, being the best that they could be for the time they were here. Um, today, it's really hard. There's so many of them. So I'm going to tell my story. Um, one person that really kicked off in me this feeling of service and compassion was a woman I heard speak to a group of um, young people that lived in group homes at Christmas. And I sat in this audience and I listened to this powerful woman. My mouth was like hanging open. I'm like, oh my goodness, I want to be like her when I grow up. And I was so touched by it that afterwards I chased her down in a parking lot and I'm like, wait, 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 I need to know you. And that person was you. You have had such a huge influence on me. Um, watching how you serve others, how you give selflessly. Um, you're, and you keep recreating yourself in such a beautiful way. Um, so you had a huge impact on me and wanting to have compassion be one of my guiding um, mantras. And self-compassion, you're a good teacher on that because I watch you wear yourself out sometimes, girl. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, now I have to remember that and remember to breathe. And there's just, there's so many people. The other person I wanted to recognize though was my business partner, um, Barbara Bennett Stewart too. 
she was the same age as my mom. I dated, actually dated one of her sons in high school and her daughter was one of my best friends. And she had seven kids of her own and one um, adopted. So she raised eight children. She was like this fountain of wisdom. Um, she's the one that taught me, don't ever leave home without your emergency 20 folded up and put in your wallet. You should never be without your emergency 20. <laughs> and I can remember traveling with her and saying, hey, let's get some coffee. And she'd say, well, I don't have any money. Oh, I know you have that 20. Nope, that's for an emergency. But she gave me so many um, wise words and um, guidance that she really is still one of my kind of patron saints that I when I need to tap in for encouragement during work I'll say hey Barb what would you do so mm. those are my girls okay well thank you got me over here crying um, <laughs> yeah that was that was a, a great day that was a really good day because um, I had those kids mesmerized and it's hard to engage teenagers Right. And engage them with what I was talking about. So um, I'm glad we met, though, most definitely. So, um, you, okay, so you've already told us about a couple of women who have inspired you. Um, who inspires you to be the best that you can be? And even if that's you. Well, and I'm glad you added that because probably it it is me. It is me and you and my mom and my girlfriends and my Sisters of Mercy Springs Foundation, which is a nonprofit that I helped co-found that Kim was also a part of. Um, it's all of those voices, but within me. And um, I'll be this year. I will tell my age. This year I'll be 60, and with age comes some wisdom. And I do listen to myself now. So every day I get up and I I try to inspire myself to be the best. Does that mean it happens every day? Oh no! But I give it a whirl. So thanks for that, Kim. Yeah, um, I think it's listening to myself. So is listening to yourself what motivates you each day to live your best life? Yeah, pretty much. I have a practice now of waking up um, and my prayers are of gratitude. My thoughts are of gratitude. Um, and seeing life as a gift, seeing this earth as a gift with all of its messiness. Nobody said life was going to be easy or kind um, or not messy. It is, but I'm so grateful to be here. So I try to start my day with what can I do today to make a difference? Whether it's in our home, whether it's to myself, or it's to anybody I, I cross paths with. So that's kind of my my beginning of my day. Now, by the end of the day, when I look back, I think, okay, where did you hit the mark and where did you miss it? And then I start over again. Okay. So this is an offbeat question. doesn't have anything to do with women. But um, I understand that there's somebody in your house who is a great listener. Who is Luna? Oh, because I thought 
wait a minute, girl. If you're talking about Nick, you are off base. Yes. <laughs> Luna is actually Nick's cat. <laughs> Luna is my our cat. And um, yeah, I use her as a sounding board a lot. And she is what cats are, right? She looks at you like, uh, really? Uh-huh. You're going to waste my time with this? But she never tells my secrets. Okay. So would you recommend... Um, a woman who really doesn't have anybody to talk to, talking to her pets or talking to her plants or anything like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I talk to anybody, anything. You know, it's another really good practice, actually, and I got this from my spiritual director, um, is talk to those who have passed over. They're still listening. So, like I said, I talked to Barbara. I'll go around the house and ask her different questions. Um, I recently lost a very good friend of mine, Mary Ann, and she was so great in business. So, and she was also very good about um, knowing that I was a Cancerian female, so I'm very emotional. And when something comes at me, I go from zero to 60 really fast. And she's really good about saying, okay, slow down, take a breath. So now when I get all worked up, I'm like, Mary Ann, what would you do? So I recommend talking to anything or anybody or any animal, plant, it all works. Okay. <laughs> okay. I had to throw Luna in there because I do not like cats, but I like Luna. And I don't know, it, it must be something about her spirit or all those conversations that you have with her while she's looking at you while, like you're crazy that um, attracts me to her. But I had to throw Luna in there. <laughs> well, I do remember, now Luna is very picky about who she'll hang out with. Um, she does not like my grandchildren, totally disappears and will have nothing to do with them. I'll have some friends come over and she won't even come out. And I know when you come over, she does. And I think there was one time she almost jumped on you and it's like, Luna! <laughs> yeah, so I think you guys have a special connection. <laughs> I, think, I think so too, most definitely. So um, Brenda, what's the core message that you learned from your influencers that you can give to the ladies listening to help them with their own, I really like that word, self-compassion, um, because we don't take that time to be compassionate with ourselves. So what would be the core message you would give to these ladies? You know, I, I really think if my almost 60-year-old self could go back and talk to my 30-year-old self or even 20-year-old self, there's a lot of good things I could tell her. And so these influencers, what they taught me and got me to this age is to, to really slow down, not trust all my thoughts, okay? You have thoughts coming at you all day long. So with, like for self-compassion, think about how you talk to yourself. And then ask yourself, would I talk to Kim that way? Would I talk to another friend that way? Um, these influencers taught me to kind of learn to trust myself, to, like I said, quiet my mind, listen to my thoughts, don't always believe them because sometimes my thoughts are really mean. I mean, they're mean to me. They're like, hey, you're too fat, don't eat that, or don't do that. And I'm like, wow, I wouldn't say that to somebody else. And so to trust what comes up for me and yeah, I think really learning to listen to ourselves. And I'll tell you something that's super important, I think for me, is 
find somebody you trust. Whether it's a dear friend, a family member, a spiritual director. I tell my spiritual director everything. Sometimes I probably tell him more than he wants to hear, but I totally trust him to tell me if I'm thinking crazy, you know, and, and that's what these influencers in the past have been for me. I've been able to learn from them, but they've listened to me. And those pe- friends that will tell you, I have a new friend. I just love her. I have to tell you this. She said the sign of a really good friend is she'll tell you if you have something in your teeth, if you have food in your teeth or something on your face. And so I thought, yeah, it's somebody that will tell me something that may not be comfortable, but that I need to hear. And that's probably the best advice I could give anybody is um, listen to yourself and find a trusted companion or somebody that you can run things by so you can find out if your, your thoughts are crazy or not. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense because I question myself so much, especially this past week. I actually made phone calls to people across the country, a couple of ladies across the country. Tell me, am I crazy? Am I crazy or what? Am I wrong in the way I'm thinking? Tell me what's going on. And so I I agree with you about finding someone that you can trust because the person, the the two people that I actually called, they're not going to tell my secrets. They're not going, but they will tell me the truth. And that's what we want is for someone to tell us the truth. Girl, you know you went from zero to 10 in minus seconds. Come on now. You know, so um, yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, Ladies, the power word is inspiration. So Brenda, on your best day, what woman or women do you want to stand next to you? I want to stand next to me, you, always. Uh, My mom, because my mom, and I need to mention her too, my mom's always believed in me. Not always agreed with me. Sometimes I think she thinks I'm a little cuckoo, but, um, and let's see. Gosh, there's so many, Kim. On my best day, all my girlfriends, all my sister friends. I hear you. Now, um, Maya Angela said that um, we come to the table as one, but there's 10 million or 10,000 standing behind us. So, um, on your hardest day, what woman or women do you want standing next to you or behind you? On my hardest days, the ones I want standing behind me and next to me are those that have passed before me. I have lots of friends in this life that I love dearly, but those who have lost children, suffered from illness, raised families, lived and laughed. So my grandmothers, my great-grandmothers, my girlfriends that have passed, one thing I haven't mentioned, you know, end of life is a huge issue for me and that's my passion in life. And so I learn a lot from those that have passed behind and I get great comfort because what I tell myself on a really bad time, they survived, so so can I. And it's my job to continue on until it's not my time anymore. Okay. 
Um, so on your website, you know, I went on your website, I was trolling. <laughs> I saw something that caught my eye because on the show, I um, use a lot of quotes. Tell us about that Albert Einstein quote on your website. So which one was it? Is that the one about not being able to make a change? Yeah. The same thought that created it? Mm-hmm. I think that goes back again to getting stuck in our head. You know, getting stuck with the crazy thoughts spinning round and round. You have to create a new pathway through anything, whether, and that's again, reach out and talk to somebody. Um, get out of our crazy thoughts in our head. We need to find new ways of doing things. And though something's not working right, um, I was thinking about that this morning too, because when life is going good, it's going good because we're following the right path. When it starts to not go good, I think that's some uh, message from the universe or Albert Einstein, whomever, saying, hmm, you need to stop and recalibrate. So. Okay. Um, so I have just a couple more questions I'd like to ask you. Um, I, I really like that you're touching on getting out of our heads because our self-talk can cause us to go 5150 or it can cause us to just be calm and peaceful. So what advice would you give listeners about staying grounded and balanced as they pursue their happiness or even just pursue being empowered as a woman? Because a lot of us are silent and we stay silent. Except we for do. That. Exactly, it becomes a prison, right? Because we start believing our own crazy thoughts and our crazy talk in our head. For me, probably one of the single best pieces of advice I ever got, and I try to practice it on my good days, is to breathe. To literally stop and breathe. It is a total entire body reset. Because like I said, I'm very emotional. Somebody ticks me off, man, I'm off and I've got stories going and I'm so lost in my head and I'm planning revenge and I'm overthrowing <laughs> governments and all sorts of stuff in 30 seconds, right? But if I breathe and I just, sometimes I have to pinch myself, you know, to, to, to um, create a break. But to stay grounded, I think we have to breathe and we have to remember we're breathing. You know, think about how many times you go through the day and you take advantage of the fact that you're breathing. Um, we humans are funny things because I had a app on my phone that would remind me every every hour to stop and breathe, right? It worked for about a week and then I got used to hearing the ding and I just ignored it and moved on. Um, so it's like, okay, gotta try something new. But to ground yourself, really ground yourself, feel the fact that your feet really are on the earth. Whether you're having a good time or a rough time, we're all the same. Our feet are planted on this earth that is spinning through space with all of us on it and then breathe. And once I do that, everything else kind of falls away for a bit until again the head re-engages and we're off. Right, <laughs> right. Okay, Brenda, I have one last question for you. Um, do you consider yourself a change maker? And if so, why? And if not, why? So if change maker means to help make changes with things, then I say yes. 
because when I get very passionate, as you, you probably know, Kim, um, and especially as a talker here, I'm sitting here, um, I feel I'm a change maker because I feel passionately that we need to share our thoughts in our experiences, even if they're different. And so I talk about it. I, I meet with groups and talk about it. And again, I briefly mentioned a little while ago about end of life. For me, I want to be a change maker, not only just in the nonprofit world, which I have a passion in, um, and all sorts of issues around all of that. But if we could make rituals and acknowledgement of end of life the same as the beginning of life, I think our entire life cycle and our relationships will be different. So, yes, long, long-winded answer to your question. I feel like I'm a change maker because I have things to say and I'm going to say them. 30-year-old Brenda would never have said them. 60-year-old, oh yeah, you, you just wait and watch. <laughs> okay, I hear you. That's why last week I told the ladies, have a conversation with your younger self. I want to talk, I have conversations, I've just recently started having conversations with Kimmy. Yep. Um, very few people talk, um, call me Kimmy, but I've been having conversations with Kimmy. I've been having conversations with Kim, and then I've been having conversations with Kimberly. And I've also had a conversation with Tanisha. And Tanisha Lanise was a name that I gave myself when I was about 12 or 13 years old. I wrote it everywhere. I wanted everybody to call me Tanisha Lanise. And I was just at that stage, I was trying to discover who I was. But having those conversations with your younger self kind of gives you some insight into why here I am 63 years old, I'm not taking no stuff from people. And I, I don't just say what comes out my mouth because I don't like that when People say, oh, she's old. She can say whatever she wants to say. She can do whatever she wants to do. Well, no, I don't believe that. I believe that you have you say what you feel and age gives you that, that advantage, so to speak. But have a conversation, ladies, with your younger self. You might learn a few things. You know, Kim, real quick, I'd like to add, I love that. I love that. I love that. Because let's, here's, a, here's an imagination um, practice or exercise everybody can try, is come up with a name, just like Kim did. Mine was Willow. And, um, <laughs> and embody that name for a little bit and then walk out your front door and be that person during the day. And you know, it's really different. You don't have any baggage. You don't have memories of, hey, Willow, go clean your room. You never clean your room, right? Or, hey, there's nothing. So then when you walk out, you can see the world differently. Then you come back and you re-engage with Brenda or Kimberly, um, but you bring some of that, that back with you because we all carry all our experiences around with us and to get a break from that, come up with a new name and be that for a little bit. Oh, I like that. Tanisha Leach, uh, Tanisha Lanish used to wear um, hot pants, mini skirts, <laughs> big, huge afro. Yeah, <laughs> see, Willow would have worn hippie clothes and bell bottoms and, you know, all of that. That I, I married young and had kids. I couldn't do any of that. So Willow was totally a free spirit. Dancing oh, in wow. the forest. Yeah, Brenda would never do it, but Willa will. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I hear you. Well, Brenda, you know what? This has been 
such an engaging time. It's been a minute since I've seen you, um, but um, I am so glad to see you. And I thank you so much for consenting to come on the show and talk to these ladies. I'm sure the response is going to be amazing. Um, again, ladies, the power word is inspiration. We want to um, just take some of the things that you heard today that Brenda said, put those on your post-it notes. I know she said a lot of positive things that you can use. Put those on your post-it notes, put them on your on your um your poster board or put them on your mirror, put them on your headboard, put them on your dashboard in your car. I've had post-it notes on my car in my car or on my dashboard so that I can remind myself before I went to a job that I didn't like, you know, to be positive. And that's what it's all about. So I'm going to close with a quote. And this quote embodies Brenda's heart. And she spoke about it earlier. Um, she's, uh, this quote says, I have learned that even in the most difficult of times, there's always something to be grateful for. No matter how bad things are, there's still hope. Now, I could tell you a lot of stories about Miss Brenda Crest. And this right here, I know this is her all the way, 100%. Um, she has a grateful heart. She has a giving heart. Um, I'll tell you a little story real quick. On her 50th birthday, we held a fundraiser at, at a party. And um, people were putting pennies in a box. And Brenda said, everyone has something to give, even a penny. And that right there is gratitude. That shows gratitude because even raising money for her cause was something that she was grateful for, even that penny. So ladies, I'm going to tell you, while you think about um, the things that we've spoken about today, just remember that there's always something to be grateful for and be inspired with that. Um, there's hope for us all and for our future generations of women. Um, just be grateful. We girls, we rule the world. Now I'm going to tell you, the men, they done messed it up. So we're going to raise our girls to be these powerful women and we're going to influence them by being powerful women ourselves. So my name is Kimberly Biggs Jordan. I am the Inspired Butterfly, and I will see you next week. And in the meantime and in between time, be inspired, be empowered, be free. The, uh, the email address again to enter the contest is kbjrealtalk at gmail.com. And I will see you next week. And again, thank you so much, Brenda. You are amazing. I love you. Thank you, Kim.